Thimble Winter Part 1 Isolation At the farthest reaches of the north wind, there's a stretch of land sad to lead out of this world. Out of this winter. The flat terrain spans an unknown distance, its horizons invisible in the constant flurry of snow. This is where those who give up hope in others go. The white desert. It is large and empty, and only serves those who walk alone. It is a one-way road, with no way back. In the subtle storm, the wind blows south, but a figure steadies north. He wears enough fur garments to look like a grown bear. He walks slowly. When he left his place in the world, there was no shame. This was not a journey of abandonment, but one of freedom. The wind whips against his nose, the only body part facing the cold, red as an ember, dying into the night sky. One foot, two foot, tracks in the snow. At first, this was a song he sang to himself, mumbled in white noise, but when he forgot why he was talking, it became his mantra. When the last flame of the farthest village faded away, he began to see his life in the snow. That too fades in the wind, erasing his tracks. Even if he went back, he wouldn't remember the faces that warm him with love. He wouldn't remember the pub he served so many in the only place anyone could find a warm flicker of hope. Dry wood burns easiest because there is no life in the plant to fight back. It offers a comfort that'll do the trick, but only for a minute. This was one of two things left that gave comfort. Another beer, said the drunk man. Always another beer. The bear-like figure had it next to the drunk as soon as he saw the mug empty and went back to listening to the chatter of the night. So she was complaining all day about how I don't bring enough food home for four kids. Like there's even enough food for me to call snack in this whole godforsaken world. So you know what I said? I said, how about I just disappear into the white desert? You can get your own food, said the drunk man. You would wish you were hunting critters all day out in the cold if you found yourself in that hell. Well, what about the other place? said the bear-like man. What are you talking about over there? What other place? said the drunk man. The place beyond the desert, where the gray sky ends. There is nothing beyond the desert. No one ever walks out into the desert with any expectations. After a while, to the man it feels like walking in place, as if the ground beneath him is moving with the wind. He thinks he sees cottages glowing softly, inviting a good night's sleep, but he walks by them. He knows what they are. He finds it harder not to respond to the voices coming from behind him. You've had your fun. Time to come back home now, brother, said the bear-like man's sister. You'll never make it. No one has. Better to live here than die there, said his brother. The Fimblecloak? The God's Paradise? They are folklore, my friend, said the bear-like man's friend. I know they are. Then what's out there for you? 
bear-like man stared out at the smoke rising from his pipe, fading back into the gray night sky. He wondered where the stars went. He wondered how they got there. He had never seen any stars, but he had heard stories. His brother tended to the white arctolope outside the stable. On the floating mountain to the west, the old castle sat defiant. You might be too young to remember this, but you're not the first of us to want to go out there, said his brother. I remember him, the oldest one of us. Then you should notice that he never came back. Why would he? Sometimes the bear-like man sees his older brother in the distance, trudging through the snow, but with no path to show for it. There is no set path for him to follow. The wind makes sure of that. He wonders how he will remember his home when he gets out, because he will get out one way or another. Will it be like waking from a nightmare? Or will it no longer exist, an old life for a person that no longer is there? Things that should have mattered back in his village did not to him. Friends, families, hobbies, all became things to pass the time. He couldn't let them become that to him. Just things. His outer coat begins to feel heavy with the snow layering on his shoulders, becoming one with him. Icicles form with every inhale and fall into his lungs with every exhale. He stumbles to the ground, hands sinking into a white grave. His eyes are closed, yet in the dark behind his eyelids, he still gazes upon a flurry of spots. He feels like he's forgotten something, something that would have helped him. I don't make you happy. I don't keep you warm at night. I don't take care of you in the morning, said Laura. I'm hurting, Laura. It's a hurt that spreads. I don't want to hurt you. Don't be ridiculous. We are all hurting. In this godless land, the hurt we share is all we have. What about starting a family? What about sharing our love? If it means sharing our pain, then no. He starts laughing. It's a chill laughter that howls the wind and pierces the heart. He thinks, I know what this place is now. It's a joke. You walk out here to find the thing. You get lost out here, because that's part of the deal for this knowledge. And then you learn it's back where you were. But now you're stuck. The land here is the same as the land there. There's just no people here. In his head, faces of these memories begin to freeze over. They lose warmth. They lose life. He falls into the snow, sinking deeper into it, becoming one with it. Where's the truth in a kid's tale? I hear the hope and find the lie, he thinks. This is the end. It would have been the same here as it was there, back at home. At least there, there were people. A warmth that could only be provided by a beating heart. Life's instrument to send a message into music. To feel the comfort of a coarse hand on your shoulder, telling you that you aren't alone. You're only alone with your eyes closed. Open your eyes, brother. See. Open your eyes. Get up. This isn't your end. He sees a man with a thick beard, but whether it is white from age or snow, he would never be able to tell in this world. Here, all things are old. I know those eyes. You were a baby when I first saw them, right before I left. 
with those eyes, the life lost a little from them, but still the blue of my baby brother. The bearded man is only wearing a thick sweater, rough jeans, and heavy boots. He helps the fallen bear-like man off the ground. Am I dreaming? Come here. I want to show you something, said his older brother. As they walk, the snow begins to settle. The mounds of snow seem to exhale, becoming less and less deep. The horizon is still endless, but its sky is no longer gray. Nighttime blue shades down in the distance. The man looks at his older brother and looks back at the night sky. How have you survived all this time? He wasn't listening. Do you see that light up there? Up there in the sky? Do you know what that is? The older brother asked. I think it's a star, said the bear-like man. Yes, that sounds like the right word for it. They walked together, a little warmer. Why would anyone walk it alone?